Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. A holy shift. We've been diving into this idea of God shifting things for our good. I believe that this is the season we're currently in. A holy shift brings out the good producing a freedom and a strength needed for life. It also puts things in perspective and priority. It gets to the heart of who God is and helps us to rediscover who we are. See, the change you're going through will eventually bring good and God results. Amen? But sometimes change can be difficult, even a bit traumatic. And I was thinking of my first uh, dental experience. Uh, it was intense. I was in my teens. I hadn't taken care of my teeth. So when they started to give me trouble, I had no other option but to see the professional. Say the professional. Well, he assessed the situation, got right to work. But the challenge for me was this particular dentist didn't give much explanation of what, what, what he was about to do and what I was about to experience. He just went to right to work and sparks started to fly the whole time I was in that chair. Listen, it was intense. I was scared. I was irritated and I wanted to leave. But I had no other option. I needed those cavities filled. I needed my teeth fixed. It finally ended and I was relieved. And I thought to myself, I hope I never have to go back to a dentist ever again. Fast forward years later, I would meet my lovely wife whose father's a dentist. Man, I started brushing my teeth three times a day, even flossing, even flossing. But deep down, I knew there would come a day when he would see my teeth. Well, that day came because yet I needed another fix. So I began to prepare for yet another battle, another wrestling match. But it was different this time. For one, I had taken better care of my teeth since the first battle. A valuable lesson learned, by the way, I found regular maintenance is extremely beneficial, just in general. Two, Emily's dad was absolutely fantastic. He told me almost everything I would be experiencing that day, step by step. He would say, Dan, this is going to sting for a moment. Or here comes a little pressure. He would even explain the entire process to me. Listen, the second experience was actually enjoyable. It was easy and light. Two totally different situations, one shocking, one soothing, but listen, both ended with good results. Why am I telling you this? Because when you find yourself in trouble or going through a change, it can be shocking, but I think God wants soothing. That's what I've learned about God. He wants soothing. He wants light and easy. Whatever the case, when going through it, there are things we can know, there are things God will say, and there are things we can do. There are valuable lessons learned for our future holy shifts so that we will not be surprised when they arrive again. Peter says this, 1 Peter 4, 12, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you're going through. As if something strange were happening to you. Trials and pressures, change should not be strange. <clears throat> Turn to your neighbor and say, change should not be strange. 
especially for the Christian. I thought that following Jesus would eliminate my problems, my trials, my pressures. LOL. Disclaimer, whenever you step into God's calling, crisis will follow. But be of good cheer, Jesus said, I can fix it. I can fix it. That's what he says. Listen, everyone will have crisis in life, but what you want is Christ in the middle of your crisis. Christ in the middle of your crisis. Because he'll lead you into peace. He'll lead you with protection. He'll comfort you, talk with you as he walks you through it. He does not want you to feel defeated and discouraged. He wants to give you clarity and wisdom. He wants to lead you towards confidence and courage with tenderness and compassion. He wants to lead you into soothing and light and easy. Like my second experience. And just because you are going through a tough time doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. You're probably doing something right. So therefore, it shouldn't be strange, and we shouldn't be surprised. Emily's dad told me, Dan, this is going to hurt a little. You will feel a little pressure, but it will go away soon. You guys still here? Speaking in parable here. Remember, the season you're going through will not last forever. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 through 18. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet, they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them the problems, the troubles, and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. What a promise. But you know, when facing any kind of challenge, it's common to get frustrated or worried or even become fearful. You may want to run. You may want to give up. That's normal. Why? Because you haven't been there before. You haven't faced this one before. That's why we need the one who has faced it and navigated it and defeated it, the professional. Say the professional. Hebrews 2.18 since he, Jesus himself, has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us. When we've been tested, he is able to help us when we're being tested. Jesus, our rock, our fortress, the unshakable one, the one we cling to when things do get shaky, he will help us. See, that first experience with the dentist was intense, but why? Why was it so intense? Because I neglected my teeth. I procrastinated. I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't learn the importance of regular maintenance. And because of that, it was painful. But in the end, my teeth were fixed, come on, and finally I could eat the things I loved without pain. Listen, a holy shift is here to fix the thing that is actually giving you pain. See, a shift will fix the hidden thing, the deep cavity, the deep root. Maybe the thing that's been neglected over time, it's okay. Or maybe the thing we've been afraid to deal with 
it may be time to see the professional. So let me just break away from the Nehemiah narrative for a moment and lead you through another personal holy shift. Comes out of Jacob's life. Jacob was the grandson of Abraham. Abraham is called the father of our faith. Jacob had some big shoes to fill. Jacob was destined for greatness, but he grew up in some deception and some controversy and a shady past. His name means liar or supplanter. Literally speaking, it means to take what belongs to someone else. That was his name and his reputation. Jacob had an older brother named Esau. When they were grown, Jacob tricked his brother out of his birthrights. Later, his mom, Rebecca, tricked Isaac, the dad, and stole Esau's blessing. This resulted in Esau wanting to harm, even kill his little brother, Jacob, so Jacob ran away. It's wisdom. But what a mess. Can anyone relate? No? Me? Yeah. You got any messes in life, right? But now, listen, Jacob is on his way to deal with his pain. It's just to get in the chair, let the professional take care of him. To deal with the thing that has actually been giving him pain. And he's on his way right now to meet his brother who wants to take him down. He's about to experience a holy shift. Here it is, Genesis 22 22 through 28, and I want to show you, I want to give you the things that God wants to say to us in it and lessons we can learn from it. Here we go. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives. Well, that's trouble right there. Two wives. His, that's a lot of work. His two female servants and his 11 sons and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled him till daybreak. So he meets some, some, apparently some dude meets him at this place. We realize up, up front, this is not some dude. It is a theophany, which is an Old Testament um, uh, showing up of Jesus. Jesus showing up. In the Old Testament. That's what it was. It says an angel of the Lord, but that's, it's, so, so think about this is, this is Jesus coming to wrestle with Jacob. So Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled him till daybreak. When the man, God, saw that he could not overpower Jacob, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man, Jesus, said, let me go. This is such a funny story. Let me go, for his, let me go, Jacob, for it's daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let go unless you bless me. Woo! The man asked him, what's your name? Jacob, he answered. Liar? <laughs> Supplanter? Then the man said, no, 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 no. Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Because you've struggled with me and with humans, and have one. Overcome. 
Listen, there aren't many things that philosophers, psychologists, and theologians agree upon, but there's one. From the time we're very young until the end of our lives, we all ask the same question. What am I supposed to do? Come on, our kids are saying it. They were saying it when they, were, when, they, when they started to get older. Like, what am I supposed to do? What career? Where am I supposed to go? We try to help them through this process. It's just discovered throughout life. But, but this was the deep question of Jacob's heart. His life was a mess in shambles. And his question would be answered in this holy shift moment. It would be answered in the wrestle with God. Because God loves to wrestle. Do you know that? God loves to wrestle. Because when we wrestle with God, it's an opportunity to get really close. I love to wrestle with my kids when they were younger. There were some of my closest moments with them, so close we could smell each other. Not sure if that was good for them. Do you know God loves a good wrestle? And I, I've had a few wrestling matches with God. Maybe you have too. And they have been some of my closest moments with God. I can smell them. I can smell them. common Bible thing. David wrestled a bear. Saul wrestled with his past. Gideon wrestled with his insecurities. Dan wrestled with a dentist. And Jacob wrestled with God. It's a part of the deal. God loves a good wrestle. So let me help you stay in the match and even win it today. What do I do in the middle of a shift? One of the hardest things to do in life is to let go of control, especially in difficulty. But what I'm learning is letting go is the first thing required. Let me say that again. Letting go is the first thing required. Any control freaks out here? Come on, we're all control freaks, right? Come on. We, 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 we like to control. There's something we're all controlling. We all know that. Come on. Listen. Letting go is the first thing to do. When going through difficulty or change or a holy shift. You need to hear that. It's very important. It's required. Genesis 32, 20 through 20. Look at that night Jacob got up, took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. And after he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all, say all, all his possessions. Jacob had to let go of his family, his possessions, his servants, his sons. Because let me say it this way. Sometimes you got to let go for life to begin. I think that's a, a phrase if you want to put it up, please. Sometimes, listen, you got to let go for life to begin. There it is. I want you to see that. Let's say it. One, two, three. Sometimes you got to let go for life to begin. So many struggling in life because they're weighed down by it. Life is not to be endured. It's to be enjoyed. Light and easy. That's what Jesus said. Come on. 
It's not to be endured, it's to be enjoyed. Is anybody here today? Come on. I'm not saying that it's easy. Life is not easy. But even in the difficulty, Jesus, I got some light and easy for you, right? Some soothing. And many times it's the carrying of so much stuff, so many burdens that hinder the real blessing. Hey, it's time to let go. But I realize we don't always want to let go. We don't want to surrender yet. It's the first thing required when going through a shift. I found it's very hard to truly find God if our lives are filled with so many other things and people and possessions. There comes a moment in everyone's life when we have to let God remove or shake off our little tiny idols or creature comforts. It's like both our kids, you know, Zana Lynn had her blankie and Levi had his passy growing up. And I'm like, how am I going to get the, I don't, want, I don't want them to be in high school carrying that thing on their shoulder, have that thing in his mouth. So we had a, we had a plan to, to, the passy was interesting. I'm like, I had to Google that thing because Levi, so smart, man, he had a stash hidden. He had a stash of pacifiers hidden. I found this out later. Like he would kind of hide it in this place. And so, so the, how we did it was, it, it was really cool. It's like, uh, well, I don't know if it's cool, but it was, it was effective. Uh, they said, well, just cut the tip off of it. Cut the tip off that pacifier. So I remember he's, he's taking a nap. I cut the tip off his pacifier. I put it at the bottom of the stairs. And here comes Levi. He's probably like two and a half or something. Strolling down. Just got done from, from a nap. Hits that bottom. He sees his pacifier, grabs it, puts it in his mouth. All of a sudden, I hear this, oh, oh, what's up, bud? My passy broke. Oh, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. I don't know how that happened. So I thought I had them all, all done, cut like two or three tips off. And all of a sudden, one day, he comes down with an actual one that had, had, was all good. He like had that hidden somewhere. Four times, I think. Oh, that broke again? That's crazy, Levi. I don't know how that happened, you know. But, but we had to remove that creature comfort from him. It was needed for a while, but, but now as he grew, he didn't need that anymore. Can we just pray for a prayer of surrender right now? Can we just do that before I finish? Can, can you just close your eyes for a moment and can you just lift your hands just in a, in, in a just showing God I'm, I'm willing to surrender? Can you just say this simple prayer? Uh, just say, Father, today I choose to let go of the things, the people, the possessions in my past. Anything that holds me back, I let go in Jesus' name. So I didn't fight the second time I went to the dentist. I needed to relax. We sang a song about that today. So let go my soul and trust in him. I just needed to trust and embrace the process. I didn't kick and scream. I trusted the professional. Jacob had to let go. And second, Jacob had to go it alone. Say go it alone. He had to go it alone. Look, Genesis 32, 24. So Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled him till daybreak. It doesn't say lonely. It says alone. 
Big difference. Lonely says no one will help me, no one cares for me. But alone says this is where I'm called for a minute. I know God will help me, and I know God cares for me alone. Because when faced, when, when difficulty comes, it's an opportunity to cling to Jesus alone. Let me say it this way. Sometimes to go further, you got to go it alone. Sometimes to go further, come on, you got to go it alone. You know what I'm talking about. You know, Emily didn't hold my hand when I went in to get my tooth fixed. That would not have been good for my marriage or my manhood. By the way, yesterday, emptied a few rounds of the 12 gauge. Just want to let you know. At the skeet shoot. My manhood went up a notch yesterday. Hey, I emptied some rounds. You wonder why I'm wearing a flannel shirt today? If you look really, really close, I didn't shave. If you look really, really, really close, you'll see I didn't shave today. True, it's true. You know what? I almost didn't wear cologne. True. My shoulder hurts. Hey, I emptied a few rounds yesterday, Emily. Hmm? I was told to say that, like, how do I, I was thinking, how do I go home and, like, tell my son and, and my wife that I, 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 I shot some rifle at a ski? No, no, don't say it. Say, say you emptied some rounds. <laughs> Emily was not with me in that dentist office the second time, but God was there. And, and there has to come a time, listen, in all of our lives when we own our own faith alone. Do you hear that? Even our kids, there has to come a time when they own their own faith alone. See, sometimes to go further, you got to go it alone. Abraham alone with God to go further with God, to eventually be called the father of our faith and the father of many nations. Moses alone with God to go further with God, to deliver God's people from oppression. David alone with God to defeat Goliath and rescue a people. Gideon, Esther, Hannah, Jesus alone with God to go further with God. But remember, you're never alone. The professional is with you. God is with you. Joshua 1.9, this is my command be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I love what Meg said. Hey, let's just take a moment to really just think about what God has done for us. He's, he's erased our sins, right? In spite of us, in spite of me, it, we, we are clean before God. And sometimes we think, well, God couldn't be with me today because of how I am or how I act. No, 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 further from the truth. He's probably, he's probably closer to you right now because of that. Jacob had to go it alone. And listen, lastly, Jacob had to hold tight to God until he was blessed by God. Please hear this. Jacob had to hold tight to God until he was blessed by God. Genesis 32, 25 and 26. When the man, God, saw that he could not overpower Jacob, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, hey, let me go for it's daybreak. Let me get some breakfast. But Jacob replied, I will not let go unless you bless me. 
Jacob was determined to stick with God. Hold tight to him. Stay with him until he was blessed by him. See, sticking and staying close to God is essential in a shift. These words like remain, sit, wait, patient, hold on are difficult to embrace in our fast-paced world, but they're absolutely needed when going through change. And they are needed to see God bless you in the end. Because you know what I found out? There's a blessing in the wrestling. There's a blessing in the wrestling. Listen, if you're going through it, if you're weary and tired from the battle, do not settle until God blesses you. Do not move until God speaks to you. Let me say it this way. This one's kind of long, but let me say it this way. Sometimes to get what you need, you got to hold tight and force God's hand. <laughs> now, let me explain that. Sometimes to get what you need, you got to hold tight and force God's hand. <laughs> this means being persistent. Not giving up until you get what you need. Or in Jacob's case, I will not let you go unless you bless me. We saw that in our kickball game last week. Adults against the, against the, the youth ministry. Adults won. We can't just let them win. We won. But there was one, there was one critical inning. That when, when the adults kicked the ball, it actually, uh, it looked like it was fair. But apparently, uh, it, from Val, Val was the uh, head coach of the, of the youth. And, and apparently, the, the ball went foul. And we thought it was fair. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we were about ready to score a whole bunch of runs. I think we did score some runs on that. And, and it, we, we took a good lead. And all of a sudden, the game stopped. Val stopped the game. We couldn't play. She grabbed the ball. She grabbed all of her, all of her kids around her. And I'm, I'm, I'm standing next to Kevin. I'm like, Kevin, what's going on? Uh-oh. He's like, uh-oh. Val's having a meeting. I'm like, what are they saying? What are they doing? What are they saying? She's having a meeting over there. And all of a sudden, they break. And here comes Val with the ball. And she goes, we just want to let you know that that ball was foul. And I've got some kids here right now who actually play sports. And they're telling me the same thing. That ball was foul. And I looked at Kevin, and I looked at Val, and I immediately changed the call to, fair, to, to uh, foul ball. <laughs> That's what I said. I said, I only did it for our sake, but Kevin's sake as well. <laughs> you don't mess with Val. But what, what did she do? She was not going to, I knew she was not going to leave that moment until justice was done, until she got what she knew was right. Kevin, turn to your wife, say she's right. <laughs> right? But that, listen, sometimes to get what you need, you got to force God's hand. How can you say that, Dan? Let me, let me just finish with this because it's in the Bible, not just in Jacob's case or Val's case, but right here. Let me, look at this, look at this thing. Luke 18, then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them they should always pray and not give up. Woo! He said, listen, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time, he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think yet, because this widow keeps bothering me, 
I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I love this. This is such a great teaching from Jesus. And the Lord says, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones, us who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, is he going to find any Vals? Any Jacobs? Come on. Is he going to find that kind of person who says, I will not leave until you bless me? Unless you bless me. See, sometimes you got to, to get what you need, you got to force God's hand. You got to stay and pray and wait and hold tight and watch God come through. Jacob had to hold tight and won. Come on. Genesis 32, 28, look at, then the man said, your name, way to go, Jacob, you just won. So therefore, your name will no longer be liar or supplanter, but Israel, because you've struggled with God and with humans and have overcome Listen, one's called Jacob a liar. Now Israel, meaning a prince with God. A prince with God. Quite a big difference, right? A prince with God. He's like, man, he's like, you and I, me and you, Jacob, God's saying, me and you, we're we're moving forward. I'm with you, you're with me. And you're royalty. See, once a deceiver, now a believer in the goodness of God. A holy shift. It ended good and even better because if you continue to read the story, you will see this amazing picture of Esau and Jacob, brothers embracing and forgiving and loving each other. When I was in that chair to fix my tooth, listen, I knew things were going to end good. How? Because he told me so. Emily's dad told me so. He said, no, it's good. I can fix this. I can do it. I wasn't going to jump out of that chair midway through the process. I wasn't going to give up. I was not leaving until this was finished. I already knew it would turn out well because he told me he would fix it. And God says the same to you today. Just let go. Get alone with God to be blessed and by God and say, God, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much, God, that, that, that we have. God, you're so good and funny and you're, oh, so wise. And you have already said to us, I'm going to fix it. It's going to turn out good. Just stay with me. Stick with me. Believe. This won't last for long. If you're here today and you just needed this word, praise God. Let me pray over you, Lord. I pray over this, all the people listening today, God. I pray that this message would even travel further than than this moment for those who need it right now. Maybe someone who would never darken the doors of a church. Maybe this message would get to them and, and, and show them that, hey, Jesus is going to come through for you. He's going to fix it. He's going to be with you. He's going to bless you. It's going to turn out better than you think. It's going to reach more people than you could ever imagine.
So God, I thank you and I pray blessings and favor, God, over your people. We trust you, Lord. We trust you, Jesus. In precious name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E dot org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac, for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.